Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. about our steps, our next steps especially. And they can be hard. They can be un- uncertain. At times they can even be unsteady. But hear me, you ready? In church, this is what we've got to wrap our minds around. That our next steps of faith are worthy steps for you and I to take. They're worthy for us to walk into. I want you to listen to the psalmist in Psalm 37, verse 23. Listen to what he writes. He says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. In verse 24, though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Hey, listen to that promise this morning. That when we take our next steps of faith, though we may stumble, he will not let us fall. But here's the key. Did you catch it? Verse 23, we must delight in him. We must be satisfied by him because when we are, you and I begin to desire what he desires. We begin to take the next step that that he wants us to take in faith. It reminds me of Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. When he is our greatest desire, when he's our greatest delight, the only next steps we want to take are those that honor and glorify him. The only next steps that we want to bother with are the steps that bring him honor and bring him glory. Hey, do you know that we serve a God of next steps? That throughout the counsel of God's word, we see God constantly moving his people towards next steps of their faith in him. You know, in fact, I I just jotted some of these down. In the Old Testament, there was Noah who took his next step of faith and built an ark before the first drop of rain had fallen. I think in the Old Testament, the story of Abraham, who took his next step of leading his homeland, Ur, to a promised land he did not know of. I think of the story of Moses, who took his next step of obedience to lead God's people from the bondage and the slavery of Pharaoh's Egypt. I think of Elisha, when God called him to take his next step of boldness and stand for him, before the 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel and ask God to let the fire fall. I think of Esther taking her next step of courage, risking her life by going before King Xerxes uninvited in order to save her people. There was David who took the next step of bravery as he stood before a giant. And he slayed him. I think of the New Testament of Andrew, who was by the Sea of Galilee, who Jesus walked by and called him to take his next step of faith and to follow him. And Andrew threw down his nets and did just that. I think of the story of Mary, who when Jesus was in her home, She broke open the most expensive bottle of perfume she had and she poured it on his feet and then she dried his feet with her hair. She took her next step in an act of worship that she didn't have to do. I think of the story 
of Peter standing in a boat on a stormy sea. And Jesus calling him out on the water. And I think of that next step for Peter as he stepped out on the waves and began to walk to Jesus. I'm reminded of the story of Paul on the Damascus Road when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And you know what he did? He took his next step of faith, placed his faith and his trust in Jesus, and was baptized. And instead of being a persecutor of the church, he became a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, in Scripture, we constantly see God moving his people forward. Step by step. Forward in their faith, calling them to their next step. But you know what's amazing oftentimes, and I see this in my own life, is we want to bypass the next step. And we want God to allow us to see miles down the road in our faith, don't we? Hey, let's, let's not worry about the next step. I want to see what God's going to accomplish miles down the road for my faith and for your faith. But here's what we understand of God. The more you walk with him, you realize that God doesn't always allow us to see what lies ahead miles down the road in our lives? Oftentimes, he only allows us to see what's in front of us. He allows us to see the next step of faith. And so my question this morning, what is your next step of faith? Here's what we know of God, even from that passage, that he has mapped out this adventure called life for us. We believe that by faith. The thousands of miles that we will, we will journey with him in this life. But you know what? Every great adventure begins with the next step. And we see that played out all throughout Scripture. The psalmist wrote this, and I love this, in Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a man are established by the Lord. As with all scripture, the word steps here in the text, is it's inspired and it's important and it paints a picture of what our faith looks like. Our faith isn't always knowing what will happen in our lives miles down the road. Rather, it is trusting and following the Lord as he establishes our next steps of faith. The psalmist reminds us in Psalm 119, verse 105, that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's amazing about an ancient traveler is oftentimes the most dangerous times to take a next step would be at night. And so oftentimes the ancient traveler would take with him an oil lamp and he would be able to swing that oil lamp. And you know what's amazing about the light from that oil lamp? is that it casts just enough light for him to see the next step in front of him, to see the, the rocks and the ruts in the road to avoid danger so that he wouldn't stumble upon the road. In fact, some men were so ingenious that they would strap to their ankles small oil lamps that would light the path just far enough for them to take their next step. And, and I love... How one pastor put it, he said this, that God doesn't promise a brilliant blaze of light 
to illuminate the road miles ahead. He promises a lamp unto our feet, light enough for the next step. Hey, church, let me ask you this. Are you ready to take your next step of faith, to do what God has called you to do, what he created you to do, what he commissioned you to do, and what he commanded you to do in his word? I love this quote. Uh, One of my one of my favorite authors is, is Dr. Seuss. Take it, cancel culture. I love this book right here. All the places you'll go. You know how it starts out, don't you? Congratulations. Today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. And you know what's amazing about how he ends this book? Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting So, get on your way. Your mountain is waiting, and so get on your way. You know what's amazing? Dr. Seuss is encouraging kids to do what? To take their next step. As a church, you know what? What We ought to be getting on our way in our faith. The council of scriptures we've already established is that God is constantly moving us to take our next steps of faith as his church individually and as his church collectively. I love what Louis Giglio said. He says, you don't have to know everything about the mountain in front of you. You just have to take the next step. Hey, church, our mountain lies before us, and it's time that we get on our way. And you say, well, hey, what is the mountain before us? How about this, a year ago before COVID-19, in fact, this is the Sunday that we, I wouldn't say celebrate, but that we commemorate our first Sunday going virtual a year ago. Just barely over a year old as a church, and we, we went virtual as so many churches did. I remember a year ago, here were the stats, that anywhere between seventy and 90,000 people in our community, our small community, we're no, nobody's church on that Sunday. And, and I can't imagine what COVID-19 has done to that statistic. We've yet to have enough time to recalibrate what that looks at. But here's what I realized. You ready? That the mountain before us is that the majority of our community don't have a church home. And many of those who don't have a church home, who don't belong to a church, many don't have a relationship with Christ, and here's what it ought to do. You ready? It ought to wrench our hearts and provide motivations for us to take our next steps of faith in Jesus. Our mountain is a world where over three billion people have zero access to the gospel or the word of God, and billions more people are living their life this very day without Christ. Man, it's a big mountain before us. The mount before us is a nation where many churches are closing their doors and there's a cancel culture who's zeroing in on Christianity. And many people still without faith in Jesus. Let me ask you this. Are you ready to get on your way? Hey, are you ready? to take your next step of faith as a church. And I want us to do this. For the next few moments, I want us to talk through 
our, our next steps as a church. I want us to take a look at those. So see this card on your seat? Would you just grab this for a moment? Now, if you're a visitor, you have a little bit of a different card. And, and you'll find that in the seat back. Maybe you've already filled one out. I'm going to steal this one. If you're a visitor today, then this is what your card looks like. And we'd love for you to fill this out and to get information on you. And just a thank you for coming and being a part. You get a free t-shirt. Uh, but for those who call Connect Church home, man, this is a card I want us to engage with today. Uh, if, if you've been to Connect Church more than just a couple few times, I would love for you to do this. And this is everybody. If you've been here with us since the beginning, would you just do me a favor and write your name and your contact information on this card real quick? Would you do that for us? This is our big old Next Steps card for today. And all you need there is your age. By the way, ladies... Freedom to lie all about that, okay? No, no problem at all. And here's what I want you to do. As we talk about some next steps, could you check a box up there? Are you a church member? If you are a church member here at Connect Church, check yes. If not, no, that's okay. We just want to make sure we have all your information updated in our system. But I want us to engage a little bit in this card today. If you're visiting with us and you have a home church somewhere else, man, this is a challenge for you as well. They should go back and invest and settle in in your home church. But what's, what are some of the next steps that God calls us to take in our faith? Well, number one, there is the next step of faith, the next step of salvation. Listen to Paul write in 2 Corinthians 6, 2. Today is a day for salvation. What does it mean to be saved? That means by faith, placing your faith and trust in Jesus, knowing that he alone can save you from your sins. means following after him. And many of you who are in the room or watching online, many of you have made that decision, and many of you have not. You know, this past uh, weekend, um, I drove down to Alabama and to the, uh, really, L.A., lower Alabama. You see... Um, our church family has a couple who we dearly love. And uh, Jared sings on the stage for us. They helped us launch Connect Church. Ashley's on our staff. She's a, a director with us. And their nephew, many of you have been involved in the story, their young nephew for the past three and a half years has fought courageously a battle against cancer. I Jackson here, man, what a, what a fighter. But this past week, Jesus healed him. Not on this side of eternity, but in heaven. And so Friday night, I drove down to Alabama and uh, was a part of the receiving of friends just to hug Ashley and Jared and Maggie Grace's neck. And I walked up to a casket. Had a 17-year-old boy laying. I listened to the stories of his family, stories of his faith. I remember as I stood there, I looked at Jackson, I thought, or just the shell, because we know he's at home with the Lord. But I looked into his casket, and I thought to myself, today we can celebrate. Because that young man took a lot of next steps in his faith. 
He took the next step of faith and trusted in Jesus Christ as his Savior. And Lord, he took the next step of baptism. He took the next step of joining a church and being involved in a church. And even in his sickest days, Jackson would go and he would buy Bibles for his buddies. And you know what's amazing? Yesterday, his celebration of life service took place. And I got pictures of teenager after teenager, friend after friend, who took their next step of faith in Jesus Christ because of this young man. And as I stood over his casket, you know what I begin to thank God for the most? That Jackson took that step of faith in Jesus. It made all the difference in the world and all the difference in his eternity. Here's a program from his, uh, his service. His family took his Bible, and they needed one more verse of Scripture to fill out the bulletin. Well, they picked their favorites, but they wanted to go to Jackson's Bible and, and find out maybe one of his favorites. And they found this verse highlighted, marked on, as if it was his favorite verse in all the Bible. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. And six, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and guess what He'll do? He will make your paths straight. Isn't it amazing that every next step Jackson took in his faith led him to the place right now where he is whole and well, and he is cancer-free in the presence of Jesus. Hey, have you, have you taken that step of faith? Have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus? And know for certain, as Jackson did, when just a few days ago he closed his eyes in death, you know for certain that you would open your eyes in eternity with Jesus. Hey, listen, if you can't answer that question, as Paul writes, today is the day of salvation. And maybe you want to talk with someone about that next step. Here's what I want you to do on that card. Check that box that says salvation. We'd love to talk with you more about what it is to follow Jesus. There's also the next step of baptism. I love Romans chapter 6, verse 4, that we were buried therefore with him by baptism unto death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Hear me, church, you ready? Baptism is the next step for every believer in Christ. Baptism is going public with our faith in Jesus. It's an outward sign of the inward change that Jesus has brought about. Biblically, once you have been saved, every believer's next step is to follow the Lord through believer's baptism. Have you taken that next step? Maybe you're like me, and I was baptized as a child in the Catholic Church. That was a decision my my parents made for me. But when I was a teenager, I, I made a decision for myself. And that was to place my faith and trust in Jesus and to take my next step to identify with him by being buried underneath that water and raised to new life. You see, baptism paints a picture of the gospel with your body and mind. As we stand above the water, 
It's a picture of our life before Christ. As we are buried with Christ in baptism, that pictures of our faith in him. And when we're raised up out of the water, that's the picture of our new life in Christ. And the Bible teaches us that that's the next step for a believer. Have you been, have you been baptized, scripturally baptized before? I shared this story about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Uh, but I went to the island of Dominica, one of the poorest islands in our hemisphere, not Dominican Republic, but Dominica. And we had done some work up on the top of this mountain on that tiny island uh, to help a homeless shelter that was being put in. Well, we were assigned with a group of prisoners uh, to do that work, myself and the students I brought there. Um, to say the least, it was, it was unsettling. And we worked all week with these prisoners. And you know what? God gave us a heart and an affection for these men. Murderers, several of them were murderers. And I'm talking about some of the worst offenses. And yet, we labored alongside of them and we had the opportunity to share the gospel with them. And so many of them Gave their heart and their life to Jesus. And what amazed me is soon after they did, they came up to me and said, Hey, hey, Pastor, we need to be baptized. And I was like, Well, I understand that there's some issues here. You know, y'all are in prison and, and this could be hard. No, 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 Pastor, you must baptize us. I said, Guys, the ocean's all the way down there. Your, your, your guard's not going to let me take you down there. And, and one of them said, That barrel. Right there. And there was a large metal construction barrel that we had been burning stuff in all week. And he said, we'll bring water to it. We'll fill it up and baptize us in there. I said, you know what? Tomorrow, we will fill that up and we're going to baptize every single one of you. They were, they were so eager to take their next step of faith. I worked it out with the prison guard. That was our plan. A tropical storm hits the island that night. I'm talking a big one. Water supply cut off to the tops of the mountains. We get there, and it is completely dry. And those prisoners were desperate to take their next step of faith. Pastor Anthony, you got to baptize us. I said, fellas, we can't get water into the barrel. And then one of them motioned for me, Pastor Anthony, come here. I want you to see this. They had dug a septic tank in the back of that homeless shelter. And that's what you see right here is the septic tank. They dug the, the storm the night before had filled it with water and about a kajillion mosquitoes. Listen, it, it was nasty. And one of the prisoners said, Pastor Anthony, will you baptize me in there? Now, I wish I was a giant of the faith, and I was like, this is glorious. I was like, I'm going to die. Like, if I go down in there, first of all, look at that ladder, right? I mean, is it going to get me back out of there? And, and mosquitoes, and there was a terrible disease called chikungunya going on there with mosquito-borne. I mean, I thought, man. But I also stood before prisoners who desired most more than anything else to take their next step of faith. So I climbed down in there. They stripped down to their boxer shorts. And about 10 men that day took their next step of faith in Jesus in a septic tank filled with mosquitoes and dirty water. Hey, let me ask you this. What's stopping you from taking that next step of faith and being baptized? You know what? 
we got a little bit better of a system set up here. There's a ginormous pool right behind this place that actually got chlorine in it. No mosquitoes to be found. We got a trough of clean water. We want to help you take your next step of faith. In fact, after our Easter services on Sunday, we're doing a big baptism where we got a lot of people who are already signing up for that. We want to help you take your next step of faith. And so maybe you're here today and you look at that card, and here's what you need to do. You go, man, you know what? I need to take that next step. Or I have some questions about baptism. You know what you need to do right now? Uh, Check that box. Check that box. And a member of our team would love to help you take that next step of faith. There's the next step, not only of salvation, a, a baptism, but there's the next step of growing in your faith. Our church offices are located down on Wall Street, um, down there in Sevierville, an industrial park. And we're in between a coin, a laundry, and an electric outfitter, electricity outfitter. And I love it. I love being out there. We love doing life over there. And I'll never forget a few weeks ago, I walked outside of the uh, office, and a young lady who attends this church, she's a college young adult, what was kind of throwing away garbage in a big dumpster, and some of it had fallen. So I just walked over there to her, and I started helping her throw that garbage away. And, and you know what she started sharing with me? Hey, Pastor Anthony, and I've been reading my Bible. We, we had a challenge a little over a year ago to read the Bible through here. She said, Pastor Anthony, I've been doing it. And I've been loving reading my Bible, but i got some questions for you. And she began to question me on some things that she had written down. And we had a great conversation. And what's amazing to me, and one of the great celebrations, was here was a college young adult, adult who had been a little bit disconnected because of COVID as far as physically. And yet she was continuing to grow in her faith, to take the next step she knew uh, that she needed to take to grow in her faith in Jesus. Well, this past week, on the opposite side of our offices... A lady came up to us, and she attends church here, and she came up and said, hey, listen, I need to tell you something. I said, sure. She said, my sister has never read through the Bible, but do you know she just got done for the first time in her life, and her sister's older for the first time in her life. She, she read through her Bible. She's taking her next step of of growing in her faith in Jesus Christ. I love getting texts from some of you of worship songs that that you've been playing that's ministered to you, things that God's been teaching in, in His Word to you as you grow in your faith, watching online as you post how God's growing your faith. Man, church, it's important that all of us are taking our next steps of faith to grow. In Jesus Christ. I love what Paul writes or Peter writes in 2 Peter 1:3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. I love that. That we continually walk in these next steps. We have everything we need, not only to grow our faith, but to help grow the faith of our spouse, our children, our family, our friends. In 1 Peter chapter 2, like newborn babies, he writes, crave pure spiritual milk. So that by you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. You know, we are convinced, as David mentioned, that every every church member, every church attender needs two things. A role and a relationship. A role, a place to serve, a ministry to own, and a relationship. A small group to grow in. 
That's exactly what we have here at Connect Church. So we launched it just a couple of weeks as our, our Connect Group Ministry. You know what we love about our Connect Group Ministry? Is that it follows the model of Jesus to gather the few to transform the many. And it's in those groups that we grow together, we pray together, we study God's word together. We've watched through this pandemic and study after study has shown the devastating effects of isolation among our children. There are still school systems and teachers unions that say, man, our kids are not going back to school and our kids are struggling and dying in isolation. Do you know why? Because we weren't made to do this alone, to go through life alone. We must take our next steps, grow in our faith in Jesus Christ. And one of the ways you could do that here at Connect Church is through a Connect group. And so maybe you're interested in one of those. Check that box and our team will get with you over the next week and help you connect to a way that you can grow in your faith in Jesus Christ. How about this? The next step to serve. The next step to serve. I love this in Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I often say this, save people, serve people. Where did I get that? Jesus. Save people, serve people. And a lot of us have been sitting at Connect Church for a while. And it's time that we get off the sidelines and start getting into the game. We're better when everybody is serving together. We're better when everybody is serving together because God has brought you here. In a sense, to better our team, to better each other. He has brought you here that he can use what he has gifted you with to build and bless his church, to build his kingdom. There is not a believer in the house today that God wants to sit on the sidelines. He saved you to serve. I want you to look at this. On just this sheet, these are not all our service areas. Hey, but look at this. Areas that you can serve, connect kids. One hour, once a month, to help children take their next step. Hey, moms and dads, grandparents, teenagers, college young adults, man, this box is for you. Connect students, helping students take their next step. Or college and young adults. We have a safety team. We have a welcome team that goes out there and just welcomes everybody who comes on a Sunday or Wednesday night. A parking team, that front door, that face that people see as they come up the mountain. A worship team that comes up here and serves the Lord and helps people take their next steps in worship. A production team that makes all of this and everything on that camera happen. Maybe you want to lead a connect group. Guys, there's so many avenues by which you could get off the sidelines and serve. And so here's what I want you to do. You ready? I want you to check one of those boxes today where you're interested in serving. And that coach, that area leader, over the next couple of weeks will give you a call and say, hey, here's what it looks like. And we'd love for you to take your next step in serving. D.L. Moody, the famous preacher, wrote the following words in his Bible In the margins next to the passage of Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Here's what he wrote. I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. 
What is Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8? And this Isaiah sees a vision of the Lord. He says, I also heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then said I, Here am I. Send me. You ready, church? It is time that every believer, every churchgoer, take their next step and serve in the life of the church and serve also Christ outside the walls of the church and their community. Helping people everywhere, not only connect to the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ, but also helping people take their next step of faith in Jesus. Hey, save people, serve people. And maybe the truth is you, you don't have a church home. Maybe your next step is, is joining the church. We'll, we'll always show that we're not the best church. We ain't the only church in town. A lot of great churches. But we are his church. And maybe, just maybe, God's calling you to lock arms. Let's make this Facebook official. Lock arms and serve him together. Maybe you've been coming here for a while and not taking that step. March 28th, we're doing a welcome home party. Show up from some desserts. Let's talk through it. And if God has called you, we'd love to have you and welcome you home here to Connect Church. You know, I remember, and I'm going to close with this. I remember the first person. You know, we're about, as a church, we're just around two and a half years old. But, but we met for a season right before we launched this church. I remember our first next steps. His name's Danny. He's in his 60s. Uh, let me, I had to write this down. I'm so terrible at time, but I, I jotted this down in my note. On Easter 2018, before we, five months before we launched Connect Church on that September, we were holding a preview night at the Lodge at Hidden Mountain. Just an open worship night, inviting people to come. You know, I had a great turnout. Around 100 folks came. This is wonderful. Right before that Easter service, the owners of Hidden Mountain came to me and said, Hey, we have an employee his name is Danny. He's been diagnosed with lung cancer. And he's not sure he's in Christ. He's never been baptized. Can you meet with him before the service? I'm going to tell you the hardest time for a pastor meeting with anybody is right before the service. And I thought to myself, man, you know, there's just so much I've got to do. And then I remembered that this is the most important thing. So I met with Danny. On the front porch there of the lodge. And we talked through his faith and how he used to go to church. And, and I prayed with him and invited him to place his faith and trust in Jesus. That assurance that he's in Christ. And he did that. Man, what an incredible next step of faith. And then I looked at him and said, Danny, would you like to be baptized? He said, yes, tomorrow I go in for surgery, a biopsy. They're going to see what stage cancer this is. And he said, can we get baptized tonight? I said, okay. It's winter. We have no baptismal pool. Uh, I had no change of clothes. Neither did he. I said, you know what? As soon as I'm done preaching, let's find an empty cabin, an empty hot tub. Make sure it's big enough for both of us. And we're going to hop in there, and I'm going to help you take your next step. And so he did just that. They had a huge cabin open and like a 12-person hot tub. And so you know what we did? We went down to that cabin after the service. I, I walked down into the hot tub and said, all right, Danny, now listen, in, in my preaching clothes. We had nothing else. I said, Danny, come on down. His work clothes. And as he started walking down the hot tub, he slipped. Took my legs out from underneath him. Both of us were baptized. It was beautiful. And I, I stood him back up. I said, Danny, you want to make this official? <laughs> kind of go out the normal way? He said, sure. And our small team prayed over him. 
That God would heal him of his cancer. That God would be a strength in this time. And I helped this 60-plus-year-old man take his next step of faith to be baptized. We prayed over him. The next morning, I'm in scrubs that are way too tight for my body. My wife is in a room fixing to have a C-section with our son. And I'm standing outside as they do the epidural, which is a gift of grace by nurses, um, so that I would remain conscious through the whole thing. But I, I remember standing outside the room waiting to go in to be with Aaron. And Danny calls me. And I'm like, man, should I take this? Like, is the, could this be any worse of a time? But I knew he had the biopsy. had a few minutes before I go in. I'm like, hey, Danny, how, man, how did it go? He said, Pastor Andy, he goes, you'll never believe it. They took some x-rays to find exactly where the tumor was, the cancer was. And they couldn't find it. God healed me. God healed me. I said, Danny, I'm so glad. And we celebrated with him. And I remember just how God affirmed through that wonderful miracle in time. And how precious next steps are. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.